Welcome to Balanced Insights. I'm Sierra Thomas, CEO of Touche Financial Solutions. Each week, we discuss the news shaping our business landscape and have dialogue to gain fresh perspectives and valuable takeaways as we uncover the nuances of business and finance together. Let's get get into the news. Our first article this week is titled, Stepping Away From My Business Was Not An Option. We are leaning into the pivot. And it was written by a local business owner in Columbus, Ohio. Her name is April Hancock, and she is the owner of J-Lux Shootique. I thought April was very, very open and honest in this article, just in recent conversation with fellow business owners, colleagues, clients. A lot of us have been feeling discouraged just with the trends in the economy. And this article, I think it will resonate with a lot of business owners. April reflected on the past few years and she included many challenges, maybe most of those imposed by the pandemic. And as a woman-owned Black small business owner, April emphasized the vulnerability of small businesses with the economic changes and the need for flexibility to stay successful. She and her business, J-Lux, recently made the decision to shift entirely to online sales versus having a storefront leveraging the support from their communities on Facebook and Instagram. And she mentioned how those communities have become her loyal local community. And, you know, she highlights the importance of adapting the change um, based on market conditions. And she cited some significant increases in e-commerce sales during 2020 versus 2019. And um, one of the things noted was the increase in e-commerce sales. Um, it increased by 43, 43% in 2020 alone, rising from $571.2 billion in 2019 to $815.4 billion in 2020. And so April encouraged fellow small business owners not to fear pivoting in their business models and engagement strategies or even their sales methods. And she emphasized that shopping local can be both in-person and virtual experiences that benefit local communities. And, you know, just discussing how she pivoted and she, you know, mentioned the stats, like I said, with the economic, the e-commerce sales increasing. She knew, you know, e-commerce is increasing. Maybe we need to, you know, shift to that module. And so, I just thought it was very encouraging uh, for business owners. You know, sometimes it's it's so easy to just want to give up, but we have to learn how to pivot. And just looking and doing research on what what's going on in the current market or the current industry that you can kind of pivot and shift your business model to. So this was a great example of how a small business owner shifted her business, grew her business, moving from a storefront to completely online and not giving up on her business. So it's all about pivoting. And so I think that a lot of us as business owners, we just have to just figure that out. Like I said, we have to figure out what, how can we pivot and not give up? So very encouraging. Major, major shout out to April Hancock at J-Lux Shootseek. I thought that was very, very insightful. Thank you for your honesty. And we wish you nothing but the best. Now, if you are a business owner 
or a part of a business that experiences cash flow issues, this next article may be helpful in providing some temporary relief and insight. A study made by a company called Payments says that a third of mid-sized businesses and a quarter of smaller companies are using instant pay services more frequently for non-reoccurring transactions. And instant pay services are those services that will pay you right away when your client or your customer pays their invoice or pays, you know, pays for their services versus using a general credit card processor like Square or Stripe or QuickBooks. A lot of the instant pay services do have higher fees. Some don't have any fees at all, depending on which company or which application you are using, but some of them do have fees and many of those fees are actually higher than credit card processing fees. And what this article just really details is that because cash flow is an issue, it's one of, you know, a major issue within businesses, companies and solopreneurs and business owners are taking the hit so that they can receive their revenue right away. And I do understand, you know, the need for that because business has to operate. You have to pay your employees, you have to pay your rent, your expenses. And so if you don't have the cash, then it could be detrimental to the operations of your business. So on one hand, I do understand it. I don't recommend incurring any higher or additional fees. But what I do understand is that, you know, you need cash right away. You need to, you know, you need to make sure you're operating. So my recommendation is that you do your research, see what the fees are, see if your bank, you know, if it's if you're it's insured by your bank. A, a lot of companies are using Zelle and Venmo. Um, I don't necessarily recommend, I don't really care for those, care for those payment apps for a business standpoint, just because of record keeping. But if you are being responsible or recording your transactions and reporting your income, then I don't see anything wrong with it. It's just as long as you're making sure and ensuring that, you know, your bank is insuring you as the as the business itself. So all in all, I would say do your research. I don't necessarily recommend just searching for various instant pay apps. There's so many applications out out there, you want to pr protect the assets of your company. You want to protect, you know, just protect against any type of maybe attacks on your business. So definitely do your due diligence, do your research before you are beginning to utilize these applications. Okay, so our last article is centered around tax season. This article was found in Yahoo Finance and it is titled Child Tax Credit Everything You Need to Know for the 2023 tax year. Now, this article provides some comprehensive information about the child tax credit for the 2023 tax year. And it went over some key points. One, it descri described what the child tax credit is. So the child tax credit is a non-refundable credit that can reduce your federal income tax liability for qualifying families with children under 17. It's dollar for dollar, which means that the credit amount directly subtracts from the tax bill. And then it further goes into what the additional child tax credit is. And this part of the child tax credit is a refundable portion. So it's not a separate credit. It's a refundable portion of the child tax credit available 
to eligible families whose old taxes are less than the child tax credit. Refundable tax credits can lower your tax liability below zero, which potentially results in a tax refund. So the amounts for 2023 currently, and I say currently because within the past several days, there has been some talks and discussion on increasing this. And we'll go into that here in a minute. But for right now, for 2023, the maximum amount for each qualifying child is $2,000 with a refundable portion of $1,600 per qualifying child. Now, of course, your income thresholds determine the eligibility and the full credit will reduce for income, income exceeding some specific limits. So you have to really talk to your tax professional or look on the IRS website to see what those tax limits are. Now, in order to qualify, the criteria is that there's the age and status of the dependent, relationship and support, and citizenship status. The child must be under 17 years old, have a specific relationship with the claimant, live with them for more than half of the year, and have a valid social security number. So if we compare this from 2023 to 2022, the credit is exactly the same. There's no increases yet. However, as I said, there's been talks. There has been a lot of talks going on and proposals that are being made that will actually increase this child tax credit. So it'll allow lower income families to claim more of it and lower income families who benefit from the credit may potentially see their refunds increase on average about $680. But like I said, this is a proposal and the we have until the end of March for lawmakers to pass, have this bill passed. It would just went to the House of Representatives a few weeks ago. I believe it was last week. And it has not been fully voted on or approved. So we're still waiting. So we have until, like I said, we have until March for this to pass in order for it to go into effect for the 2023 tax year. However, if it does not, it'll go into effect for 2024. We'll soon find out. But if you are starting to get your tax refunds processed, you, if you claim the child tax credit, your refund or your tax return will be automatically held until mid-February, until those funds will be released if you are due a refund. Now, if this say if this law passed and you received your refund, there's of course going to be some, you know, changes that are going to be needed or amendments needed to be made to your tax return. Again, right now, everything is up in the air. We don't know what those changes are going to look like, how that is going to impact. So my recommendation is if you can wait a little longer this year to file your return, just until we see if this law is going to pass, I would do so. Are you a business owner or executive who wants to learn how to manage your own financials or keep the accounting functions in-house? Do you want to understand various financial aspects critical to your business's success, such as cash flow, budgeting, forecasting, profitability, and more? 
If you answer yes to any of these questions, you're invited to join our VIP Financial Mastery Intensive Program, a highly personalized program designed specifically for business owners and executives like you. This program consists of two four-hour one-on-one sessions with me, Sierra Thomas, where I will provide you with tailored guidance and insight on mastering your financial management. You will also receive a comprehensive financial assessment, a customized financial plan, and a follow-up support package to help you implement your plan and achieve your financial goals. This program is not for everyone. It's only for those who are serious about taking charge of their finances and growing their business. That's why I'm offering this program to a limited number of qualified prospects. If you want to join this program, visit our website at www.touchefinancialsolutions.com to schedule a free financial introductory call. Don't miss the chance to transform your financial management and take your business to the next level. Your turn to share Q&A. Okay, so we are back with another question this week, and it is a very common question. It's centered around taxes. It's that time of year, so I know so many people have questions related to taxes, but this is a very good question. And the question is, are there certain criteria that must be met for an expense to be tax deductible in your business? Great, great question. The answer is yes. So there are about four criteria that should be met in order for you to truly be able to write off or deduct an expense from from your taxes. The first one is the most important, and that is it must be ordinary and necessary. And ordinary simply means that this is a common expense seen in your industry. So whether you are a beautician or you are in the trucking industry, if the IRS or any other tax authority looks at some of you know common financials they'll see similar expenses to what you're trying to deduct the second piece is it must be necessary so necessary simply means that it must be necessary for you to operate in your business it's helpful helpful for your business growth so that is the first criteria the second of course, is it must be business related. So it should not have any type of personal benefit. It should not be a personal expense. It should be simply business related. The third piece of criteria is that you should have proper documentation to support the deduction. And this could be, you know, receipts, invoices, any other electric electronic document that shows that you pay, what's the purpose of the expense, So you definitely want to have that proper documentation. And then most importantly, it should be within reason. It should be a reasonable amount. So nothing extravagant or excessive because those tend to look more or they tend to be more personal expenses if it's, you know, on the extravagant side of things. Now, I do understand that there may be consultant expenses or coaching expenses, or maybe you'll be going to a specific conference, you know, during that year or that month. That may be a little more that you want to invest in. But if this is excessive and extravagant, like the designer things, we know that that probably is not a business deduction. So 
there are so many lists of common business expenses and deduction. We also have a tax checklist on our website, but most importantly, there's the operating costs, your rent, utilities, travel expenses, salary and wages, insurance premiums, professional fees. So there's so many different business expenses. I challenge you to check that out to make sure you're fully maximizing all of your business expenses. Now, if you found this question in our question from last week very helpful, make sure you stay locked in, stay tuned in to our social media, especially Instagram. We will be posting so many polls and questions and you can submit your questions to have them answered right here on our weekly show. There you have it, balanced insights from me, you, and the news. Be sure to follow us on social media at Touche Financial Solutions on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. For inquiries about your business finances, visit www.touchefinancialsolutions.com. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week.